<laughs> Running. With. Scissors. Parental discretion is advised. Stop. Eight. Eight. If you guys could see this right now, he's dancing like Donald Trump, like with a terrible move on stage. I'm going to slap you with my tiny hands. At least you admit your hands are my small. My tiny pale hands. I prefer like uh, maybe like pinky my, anemia. My face with more tan than should and then tiny pale hands. Anyway, welcome to the show. This is Kevin. And this is Evan. And we also have a guest introducing... Corinne. Hi, y'all. It's Corinne. Hi. Hey. So uh, this is Running With Scissors, the greatest, the only thing you'll ever know. Anybody else's podcast is whack. But we still love you guys. So, we're going right into it. Uh, we're going to talk about some things today, including some sports stuff for you hoes. So, I'm going to start it off with a quick recap of the wild card division. Sorry, wild card round. And then Evan's going to talk about divisional picks. So, we had somebody call in and tell us that uh, we do the picks a week beforehand. And because we release on usually a Tuesday, that the picks are a little bit late. Well, to Logan Mullane, how are you, buddy? Um, sorry to call you out on live. But uh, you are absolutely right. We, uh, we cannot predict the future. And if we did it ahead of time... It would be very difficult because it takes a couple days to edit these. So, going on, we're going to talk about the wild card round real quick. We had the Bills beat the Colts in a very good game, actually. We both called that one. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had the Seahawks lose to the Rams. We did not call that one at all. But I did at least allude to the fact that if they won, I wouldn't be surprised. And, yes. you know, it kind of turned out how I thought it might. Yes. Unfortunately, the Rams took a couple L, uh, injuries, not L's, but injuries. So we'll see how it goes. Of course. Uh, then the Buccaneers beat uh, Corinne's team. Yeah, sorry. Everyone saw that coming. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> at least your quarterback looks like he's not absolute garbage and going to go to a strip club afterwards. Oh, too soon. And then we had the Ravens beat the Titans, which was also a little surprising. I really thought Derrick Henry would do it. I think Derrick Henry ran for like 40 yards total. <clears throat> 57, but still. Ah, I mean, same thing. For him, that's low. It is. Uh, Derrick Henry. So then we had the Saints beat the Bears handily. Shocker. Shocker. So shocked. So uh, that's the only time the Saints are going to win. They're really lucky the Vikings weren't in there to beat that ass a third time. Yes, sir. And the Browns beat the Steelers, which is fucking hilarious because uh, Juju now has to TikTok at home. Chase Claypool is a hurt little baby. We're going to get into you later, bud. So we're going to go into the divisional round just to get you guys up to date. I am three and three in our picks. Evan is four and two. Congrats, buddy. I really just wanted Brady to lose. I'm not going to lie. I'm a salty little bitch. And, uh, happy i said it out loud on air you're welcome so uh we're gonna i mean go we already knew it nigga that's not a surprise fuck you sideways with a hammer so anyway we're going the front to of the back of the hammer the back the hard part oh my so we're gonna go into the divisional round picks all three of us are gonna pick and then uh we'll, we'll like we'll let corinne's numbers count for a week we'll, we'll see if she can win for a week okay sounds like a thing all right so let's, let's, let's do it here all right so the saturday games we have the L.A. Rams at the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to say the Packers. I'm going to say the Packers. I'm going to go with the Packers. Hey, it's a Cheesehead Nation today. I guess we're all in agreement on that one. Yeah. All right, uh, the, the night game on Saturday is going to be the Ravens at the Bills. Bills. I'm going to go Ravens. 
I'm going to go with the Bills. They've kind of been on a roll, you know? Yeah, Josh Allen's out of his mind, and it's uh, <laughs> it's all going to depend on uh, if him and Diggs can keep up that performance from last week. Josh Allen hasn't be- beaten a lot of teams with really good defenses. That Ravens defense is going to be the hardest defense he's played all year. Yeah, but the Ravens also have won their first playoff game with Lamar, and he has not looked fantastic in all of his playoff appearances. I feel yeah, like those are one-offs. Have a, they kind of have a choking habit in the playoff zone. <laughs> she, said, she said choking hazard, very small parts. Oh, <laughs> all the sadness. All right, on um, Sunday games, we have the Cleveland Browns at the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to be weird today. Back in the realm of reality where things are normal, we're gonna, all the sane people are picking the Chiefs. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Evan on that one. I believe. Anyway. <laughs> and then the game of the week, the one game which is the hardest one to call this week, is the Bucks at the Saints. That's going to be a great game. Saints. I'm going to just say before I give my pick that this is going to be a much closer game than the last one because the team for the Bucks is playing a lot better than that last time. You know what? If I have to twist my arm... All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna risk my lead. I'm gonna say Bucks. I'm gonna go for the Saints. I know that they gave them a beatdown early in the season, but again, that was early in the season. They're still getting the Kings out. I don't think it's gonna be kind of what Evan said as far away, but I think Saints are gonna eke out a win. Ooh, and there you have it. So. We're going to move right on into it. Uh, here is something that I know, Corinne, you don't really uh, watch college football. But just wanted to quickly uh, just recap real quick. Alabama beat the holy hell out of Ohio State uh, on Monday. And it was it was not close. I think it was by almost 30. Uh, this uh, wide receiver that they have, Smith, uh, he had 200 yards plus and three touchdowns in the first half, and then I think he was out in the second half with a finger injury or something like that. That's incredible. That is absolutely nuts to do in the first half. There's people that can't do that in four games. I think he's going to be a real star in the, in, in the NFL if he can, you know, keep up that kind of production. So I'm going to just say the same thing that uh, my boy, the guy I love, one of my favorite comedians, uh, Gary Owens, the one and the only, he said in the middle of the game at halftime, he was like, Y'all are ridiculous. How are you going to put a white boy on the Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver and one white boy at that? You must be out your mind thinking that one white boy was going to stop him. We can't run much except towards the Capitol at full speed. Oh, my. That's a hot take if I heard one. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's talk about the NBA real quick. The nib? We're talking about the nibba? The nibba. All right, the nibba. We're talking about the nibba. Oh, I guess they did. we are talking about the Nibba. I just forgot why we're talking about the Nibba. All right, so you guys, I know you guys probably already heard it, but let's talk about it again on the show. Uh, James Harden is the newest member of the Brooklyn Nets, and let's see what the crowd has to say about this one. Let's see what we got. What we got? <laughs> Sorry, this is where you're supposed to be surprised and like happy for him, but in all honesty, this is the most toxic big three in history. The level of not text black and respond in that that locker room is going to be OC. <laughs> we got we got Mister Second Twitter Handle. We got Mr. Won't Pass the Ball until he has at least 40. And we have Mr. Flat Earth, a.k.a. Mr. COVID, a.k.a. Mr. You're going to be out of the league soon. Retire. That's what Stephen A. said. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if they, if they somehow manage to win more than, like, 40 games, I will be absolutely shocked. It doesn't matter how much talent's on a team when the three players that have the most talent don't know how to work with each other. Maybe they'll prove me wrong, and then, then they'll be uh, LeBron James's like, fourth kid. So we'll see. Fun fact. 
This season in the NBA, only two players have been fined so far for breaking the um, social distancing Indeed. protocol. And which two was that, Evan? Uh, it'd be the two that are now teammates in James Harden and Kyrie Flutter. And why Irving. did they get the fines? Because for the first person, he was partying with a strip club with no mask on with James Harden. And then Kyrie was at his sister's birthday party, but it was in public. Mm. And then he's been on a five-day... Um, What's it called? Mandatory quarantine. But now he's talking about sitting out the whole season because he's mad that he was not consulted when they picked his head coach. What kind of bullshit is this? My leg. <laughs> oh, my God. This this season is broken and dysfunctional for this fucking team. I can't do this. <laughs> it's, it's exceptionally bad, especially when you think about the fact that, one, they might not even have one of their best players because he's going to sit out. And he also took, if you looked at the uh, recent Twitter thing, he lost... Oh, well over $800,000 from the, the two games that he forfeited. 866 to be yes. exact. And then he lost uh, $50,000 from the fine that he took. So yes, this sir. man's also a little salty because his pockets just got snatched a little bit. Not not thoroughly. Like if we were fined that, we would have to you know sell our bodies for a few years. But he uh, is definitely pissed off by that and the fact that he will most likely be a joke for the next like two years. Oh, yeah, and he's also salty about the fact that he wasn't consulted about the James Harden trade. Oh, yeah, he wasn't consulted, and he's also salty that the earth is round. So, Corinne, what do you think about this one? Sorry, we should have given you the cue to, you know, say <laughs> your, speak your piece. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I don't know if y'all heard what, like, Shaq had to say about it, but I thought <laughs> he was basically saying, like, oh, so you're just going to move to a different team with these two other random, supposedly good players. And he was definitely like, yeah, it's going to be a bust. Like, y'all ain't going to do nothing. And he was basically saying that, like, because, you know, um, he's been going on and on about, like, why he's leaving Houston and blah, 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 blah. And Shaq basically called Bull. <laughs> he was like, he was basically like, yeah, you said you gave draw, but but you didn't. We gave you everything you wanted and you didn't pull up. And he basically, like, pulled out numbers and was like, yeah, you didn't come through. So, yeah, good luck. <laughs> I am with all of the shit, Shaq. I'm with you, Big Fundamentals. Yeah, you can't even get mad when Shaq talks shit because the dude's built like a small house. Small? That's at least a tractor trailer. <laughs> a two-bedroom apartment. With a patio. In a basement. And there you have it. What's up, guys? This is Kevin from Running With Scissors, the sexy half. I just wanted to tell you guys real quick about one of our sponsors that's near and dear to our hearts, or at least the fat that's still around of our hearts. And it's probably killing us slowly. But anyway, want to talk to you guys about Capital Workspaces. Here, they have plenty of room for you. In fact, they have a lot of rooms. I actually got lost earlier today trying to find Evan's office. He now has an office, and now he's walking around like he's worth something. So they have office spaces, they have a Zoom room, brand new, where we're actually doing our YouTube channel series, they have podcast rooms, they have board meeting rooms, and they have a nitrogen coffee machine and a fully working kitchen with a microwave. Fantastic. So as they like to say here, and as we like to say to ourselves as we get our hearts pumping, get here and get to work. And there you have it. No, it's like, no, we're back. We're back. So, we're going to talk. to be tipsy bartender. And there you have it. And there you have it. Blue Curacao. And lots of sugar. 
you probably shouldn't drink any of those. I love that guy, but I feel like his show got worse when he got that, that opinionated ass camera girl. Like she talks way too much in the show, and she doesn't say anything meaningful. She literally just, just is a contrarian. Like she'll be talking. I don't think you should do that. I don't think that makes sense. You should probably mix that more. Shut up. Don't ask. Oh, I only watch because uh, he would have the most attractive women possible uh, pouring the drinks. And oh. then, yeah, I was like, yes, please. And I don't know if that's like a kink or something, but we'll find out. So anyway, we're going to talk about music and movies real quick. We're going to go right into it. We're going to talk about 10 movies or in Evan's case, projects, or did you just do movies? No, I have uh, I have 10 movies. All right, so we're going to do just 10 anticipated. Most anticipated movies of 2021 from each of us. Corinne is still here. You still with us, Corinne? That I am. I keep trying to disconnect her. It just doesn't work. I'm sorry, people. So, moving on to uh, the top 10 anticipated movies. So far, I'm going to go. It's not an order of 1st through 10th for me. It's just the order in which they come out. So, the first one coming up is going to be Coming to America. uh, The second movie. Then we're going to have A Quiet Place Part 2. Part two on that ass. Jim Halpert up in that bitch. Then we're going to have Black Widow movie. Finally. My God, it's taken them like 20 years to make that shit. Then we're going to have Godzilla versus King Kong. Hell yeah. Then we're going to have Spiral. And that's a weird one for me to put into my top 10 most anticipated. But honestly, I used to love, actually still do, love the Saw franchise. It's a weird you know, thing. It's obviously not good in certain movies, but it was like, it was a franchise where it's like, yeah, this is fun to watch. And maybe that's because I'm white and I'm sick, but it doesn't matter. So the uh, Spiral movie is going to have Samuel L. Jackson. So it's going to be Saul, but in Motherfucker. So I cannot wait to watch that. And then uh, Chris Rock is going to be the main guy in this movie. At least that's what the trailer looks like. Looks exciting. Then we're going to have Fast and Furious 9. I'm really just going to watch that to see what they could possibly do to top this one. I heard they're going to space. Fuck it. Let's see it happen. And then The Conjuring 3 comes out. That's awesome. I love The Conjuring franchise. We're gonna Not the tablet. Yeah, we're going to see it happen again. Let's go. Then we're then the Shang-Chi movie is uh, coming out, and that's a comic book character that's not as well-known, but I like how Marvel has been using some of those not as well-known comic book characters like Captain Marvel, like Ant-Man, like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is the most impressive one they've done so far, in which they took a bunch of characters that not a lot of people who didn't read the comic books knew of, and they made it into a fantastic movie. So then we're going to go into Halloween Kills, which is the uh, possible final movie in the Michael Myers you know, series. Then we're going into Spider-Man 3, which is going to be all kinds of awesome and sexy, and we'll get into that at a later date. Evan, what's yours? With we'll a disclaimer on his, only the last one, because we don't know for sure when that Spider-Man one's coming out. It may not even be Possibly. this year. But it's, it's, it's tentative for this year. All right, so uh, my list is slightly different. We have a couple ones that are the same on there, but I'll shoot mine in order um, of the ones I found. Uh, so Kimetsu no Yaiba, a Mugen Train, which is Demon Slayer. For all you guys here who listen to mm-hmm. me talking about love anime, it's an anime movie, which is actually the second season of that series, but in like a theatrical like format. The next season is actually going to be season three of that. I'm really excited. So far, uh, that movie in Japan is the number one anime movie of all time. And globally, it is the number two selling anime movie in the history of anime movies right now in the world. And it'll be number one as soon as it hits the U.S. That's an impressive statistic to even have. Um, Number two, we have a similar one, which is Godzilla vs. King Kong. That looks good. Three is Black Widow, also um, one I'm looking forward to. I think it's still kind of funny because of the fact that like they already released all the toys and shit, so we kind of already know some of the plot stuff. But even still, like you know, it's it's gonna be good. Oh, it's gonna be Taskmaster. Master, I had no idea. Oh wow, me who plays the Spider-Man video games was completely unsurprised. 
Um, Eternals. I'm excited to see the dude who played. Um, I forgot about that. Who one, played yeah. the King of the North, Jon Snow, in a new role. I'm excited for him. Jon Snow. Um, another one, which is a prequel that I'm excited for, is The King's Man, which if you watch Kingsman and the Golden Circle, the second movie wasn't as good. The humor in there was really eh. The first movie was solid, though. The and why I have hope for this one is that this is a prequel, so it set them up. So hopefully it has a more serious tone and it will be different. Because what from what from if you actually listen to the people who write the series, the game plan, oh, let me start from this. It came off of books. But the game plan for the theater movies is that they want to do a prequel for this one, and then they're going to have one more current era movie. Then they're going to branch off into a different, like, spies. So as long as they just don't, like, overdo it, like with number two, I, I do like the vision of the directors, and the books aren't bad. They just have to not screw it up. So I'm excited to see what they do with this actual film. Um, the Suicide Squad, the second film I'm excited for as well because you have James Gunn directing it, and James Gunn is a beast, and I like the actors in the other one. I just didn't like the script and the storyboarding for the first one. And the music, like that album was all time for like movie soundtracks. So I'm like, I'm going to give it an opportunity. I ain't mad at it. Um, number 10, well, number seven, sorry, is Mortal Kombat. I don't know if you people who've been it, but yeah, Mortal Kombat has a movie and it's coming to HBO Max and it looks hot. I am excited because it's going to be rated R. I mean, you're going to see real fatalities in this movie. I'm so all of you excited. Fatality. Shang-Chi is number eight for me. Um, obviously, yeah. I, I like Shang-Chi because I read comic books, and Shang-Chi was really big with Iron Fist for those of you guys who watched the Marvel show. And he got hands for days. It's going to be like a, if a superhero had hands like Bruce Lee. Like, the, the cinematography and the, the choreography is going to be really good. And the Mandarin's coming back. This is true, but the real Mandarin. not The, the real one. Not, n- not the dude who blew up from Iron Man 3. Trevor, the actual, not Trevor. The actual Asian person. The real Mandarin with the ten rings and all that other shit. Hell yeah. Um, a movie that I'm surprised Kevin didn't mention, which I thought would be on his list, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah comes out this year as well. Uh, for some reason, it didn't populate in the list that I was looking at of movies coming out. But, I, I mean, I am looking forward to that. I yeah. Just, yeah. And then last but not least, the conclusion of the uh, Daniel Craig storyline in uh, um, James No Bond. Time to Kill. Yeah, no time to die is really no time really to good. die. Sorry, yeah. no, Rissy, I'm I'm really loving it. That looks really good. I can't wait for that soundtrack. Now, switching it over to Miss Corinne, what is your top ten for this year? All right. Well, I actually ranked mine. I'll start at number ten. I think you all pretty much said probably eight of the movies in my list. But here we go. I'm ranking it from. I'm looking forward to seeing all these movies, but obviously one being most looking forward to. So number ten, I have Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I just am really into the Marvel Universe and looking forward to them expanding that and also incorporating an Asian character. Woof, woof, Hollywood, yay. Um, number nine, Godzilla vs. King Kong, because, yes. Number eight, Malcolm and Marie, because I'm kind of biased. I love me some Zendaya. I'm looking forward to watching a movie change of pace where people aren't beating each other up. We love well, us some Zendaya. All three of us do. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like there's going to be some verbal beating up, but hopefully not physical. But yes, love me some Zendaya. Number seven, I'm looking forward to seeing. It's kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. Sorry, 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 sorry. I have like a soft spot for like cheesy, like not good rom-com movies. Like they're not good at all, but I watch all of them for no good reason. Um, So To All the Boys, Always and Forever, which would be the third movie of the first two to all the boys although before it's a book they made movies on netflix it's popular guilty pleasure sorry not sorry (laughs) (laughs) trash exactly i admit it's trash guilty pleasure moving on six would be venom let there be carnage i we forgot about that one 
I did not. Comic I just thought books. it was going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I read comic books, but the most like the one I was really into was Spider-Man. He was my favorite superhero in the comics. So I'm super into his villains. So I enjoyed the first Venom. I'm looking forward to seeing this one. Number five would be Respect, the biopic they're doing on Aretha Franklin with uh, Jennifer Hudson. That's supposed to come out this year. Fuck, I forgot um, that was coming out. Oh, yeah. I'm not really into biopics. I'm really, really not. But so looking forward to a vocal powerhouse like Jennifer Hudson taking on a role like this. Definitely looking forward to that. Number the last time there was a good rendition of Respect, it was from Are We There Yet? I thought there was Ooh. me in the car outside of Smoky Bones. That was a pretty good one. Trash. Anyway, what continue. you want? Baby, I got it. Ooh. What you need? You know I got it. Ooh. All I'm asking is for a little respect. respect just a little respect, bit. Respect, respect, respect. A little respect, bit. Respect. Hey, baby. A little bit. All right, continue. I'm sensing a little bit of your inner woman came out. I'm impressed. So <laughs> That's just his outer self. Anyway. <laughs> Number four would be coming to America because, yes, great movie. Looking forward to that one. Number three would be the Spider-Man third movie. Also, Zendaya's in that, too. <laughs> but humana. definitely Humana, humana. Oh, yeah. Especially with how they're going with the Marvel Universe. They basically, in, at the end of Far From Home, they expose him as Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Looking forward to seeing what they do with that. That was definitely like a cliffhanger. Number two, Judas and the Black Messiah movie about the Black Panther Party and how they use the people to infiltrate the people. Based on a True story. I'm into based on true story stuff. Daniel Kaluuya's, Kaluuya's by himself is in there. Ryan Coogler produced it. Looking forward to that. He finally got and, away from white women. Yo, stop it. Oh, he learned. He learned. Yes. He learned. And now he's with, now he's for the people. Yes. So, and number one, Black Widow, because it's about darn time. Fair. Very fair. So that will be our top 10 most anticipated. If you guys had different movies that you would like to add, I will post something on Instagram this weekend that will inquire onto what your most in top 10 anticipated or just top any anticipated movies for 2021. If we have not listed them already, let us know. We want to hear from you. We love you. Now, so, I have another 10, if that's okay. Is that okay? We're getting a listy, but the heartbeats you have left. Anyway, continue. Stop that. My doctor says my heart's healthy. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> no, but actually, I want to talk about top 10 artists. Okay. Because like, remember, we talked about last week about how um, Snoop Dogg Snoop did Dog Eminem left, in the list. Yeah, he left yeah. him off the list, and it got me thinking, like, who's on my list? And before we start with disclaimer, no, Eminem's not on my list either. Not that I dislike him. I like his music. I just like, if I'm talking about top 10, like, that I like his music, you got to be in a mood for very and usually fair. not a healthy, good mood. All right, so mine is not in any particular order. It's just the order in which it came to my brain. Um, so number one, and I'm going to cheat in that I like some groups. Like I use them all as one entity, so sue me. Uh, number one, Wu-Tang Clan, as you know, I respect your neck. Um, number two is going to be Ice Cube because, you know, he's I, he's literally my alarm to wake up in the morning. That's that's the that's the dude. Uh, three is Logic because if you didn't know, he's actually biracial. Um, that's That's why you like him? No. Oh. I like him because he likes uh, Cowboy Bebop. Fair. But also the music's not too bad either. Uh, four is going to be J. Cole. I, I listen to all his projects from like front to back. There's like, like I haven't had a bad project from him yet. Um, five is Suicide Boys. 
They are a all white group from New Orleans. Um, they make a lot of different type of music. They make like some rap music. They make some emo music. They make rock music on the beat. They have a very eclectic sound as a group, and they have a bunch. They don't have a lot of albums, but they have a ton of EPs. So if you ever want to hear like a bunch of different stuff, there's some really good music they have in there. Mix in there if you want to try some of their stuff out later. Uh, UGK because one of my favorite songs of all time is the song featuring Outkast, the one and the only. Waiting for the white man. Do you know you you know the name of the song? I'm I'm quizzing you. What's the name of the song? International uh, Players Anthem. Yes, sir. Good man. Good man. Good man. You've earned a black point today. Still can't say the N word, but you've earned one black point for me. If I cash out five, I get to. So one person. Well, I have two people on my list that are posthumous. One is XXX Tentacion because I love his catalog. I love all his music. Rest in peace. Uh, number eight, and I'm not. It's my guilty pleasure. You can judge me. I don't care. Uh, I'm a big, huge fan of Drake. I have all his shit on my Spotify. All of it saved. Oh, I thought you said it, both of them were posthumous, and I was like, Drake died. No, no, no I got two. Um, oh. one, the, my last one is gonna be the other one. Uh, number nine is uh, Kendrick Lamar. Also, another. I'm a West Coast native, so it's always I love keeping up with the sound, and he just encapsulates it very well. Fair. And then number ten, uh, my favorite all time, my favorite most influential artist in like rap, Mac Miller. R.I.P. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Do you, sir, have any uh, top 10 uh, I artists? Do. Oh, you do? All right, I cool. Do. Oh, ooh. hey, you, you made a list just in case for this one, too. I, I made one because I am I am what I am, which is in the Bible. I Boom. am whatever I say I am. Anyway, so I have, in no particular order, I didn't actually list them in, in rank because that's too hard for me to, like, sit down and do. That'd take a couple days, and then I'd probably keep switching it up because I'm just not sure. So, uh, number uh, so number ten, I'll put Rakim from Eric B and Rakim. Uh, he just is really, really good, and his his lyrics and stuff really just kind of speak to me. He tells real shit, and he tells it in a way that's very poetic. As you'll see in my list, I love a lot of poetic artists. Uh, I'm just because I used to, I started off with writing poetry. I never wrote rap until high school. I was in like this poetry club. I actually got some of my works published. Little known fact. Uh, oh snap! I, I never in, knew this. When I was in elementary school, I think I still have the book that has some of my writings. So I definitely like poetic rappers, and he's definitely one of them. Uh, Kanye West. Uh, as much as you know, he's done some crazy stuff recently. Uh, what he's done to music is you can't even argue. Like he's he's one of the greatest producers and artists of all time. He's on my list for top ten producers. He's on my he's on my Mount Rushmore for producers, but I just rap really artist. Liked, I really I liked his old stuff, years. and I really really liked my my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. That was a great project. Uh, Drake is on my list as well. I do not have a UGK. I do have Andre three thousand though. Respect. Uh, three stacks, and then I have Lil Wayne. Um, he's not on everybody's list. I get it, but uh, and he's also done some crazy. A lot of my artists have done some crazy stuff recently, but I would be wrong to not admit that he has been very influential. Uh, Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole are both on my list, as is I do not have Biggie because I would lie to you if I said that I listened to Biggie growing up. I really didn't, and his music just didn't it didn't reach me like some of these other artists, but I am a huge Tupac fan from the get-go. Love Tupac. From Brenda's Got a Baby to, <laughs> to Hit Him Up. <laughs> so, hit Him Up! So I definitely like Tupac. Uh... And also a poetic rapper. He started off writing poetry, and he was really damn good at it. Uh, and then I have Jay-Z, of course, 
who's probably on almost everybody's top 10 list. And then I do have Eminem uh, because, like you said, you have to be in the mood. I was in that mood a lot growing up, and he was very influential and got me through a lot. Corinne, what is your uh, top 10 artists' names that you kind of cheated off of with a friend, as you told us earlier? Oh, yeah, definitely phoned a friend. You can continue to judge me. Don't care. Sue me. You called a lifeline. This is not how to be a millionaire. Are you sure? Okay. Maybe. But. Hmm? I said maybe. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I kind of, hmm, I decided to consult a musical expert, a.k.a. my boyfriend, a.k.a. David, a.k.a. Hi, boo. Um, Hi, Dave. boo. Hi, boo. You know who you are. He's waving like really gaily at you. You you can hear the flailing of the hands. He's actually now flailing both of his hands like a like no, a I'm not at all. He just no, he's, a, he's he's really into music and he listens to a little bit of everything. Whereas me, I listen to a little bit of everything. When I say a little bit, a little bit. I did not trust myself with such an important list, so I went to a reputable source. Here we go. So he based his list off of lyrical genius lyrics. So oh shit! Okay, that's a good criteria. That is, that is his list, and he. I said, "Yo, what's your top ten? And he responded in about twenty minutes. So <laughs> he must have known this for a while. All right. So number ten, he has Ice Cube. Yes, sir. Number nine, he has Lauren Hill. Okay, can't go wrong. Number eight, he has Big L. Okay, okay, I fuck with that. Okay. Yes, and number seven, he has all Wu Tang Clan Clan members. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to be on there, and the rest, you, I think you all have put them on. Oh, it's actually one more that wasn't on your list. But for number, see, I lost count. Six, I believe, is Andre three thousand. Three stacks. Three stacks. Oh, number five would be Eminem. Okay. I guess if you're talking from a lyrical standpoint, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, number four would be Rakim. Okay, got you. Okay. Which no one has said so far would have been Nas. You put Nas at number three. Evan is always, I don't know. I feel like Evan's not Nas's biggest friend or biggest fan because he's definitely like put, not put him down, but definitely made, made it known that he wasn't on his top 10. It's not that I dislike Nas. It's that he had like a project and a half worth of like fire shit, and then he had a couple like a couple songs. And the cloud of his first album, which was arguably the greatest album of all time for rap, carried him to a twenty year career. Illmatic, baby. Yeah, Illmatic is is literally from front to back the best work of rap lyricsy, music production beats, you name it. Like the way it was written together, like it took that man his entire first like eighteen years of his life to write that album. And you can see it in the workmanship. But outside of that, and Stillmatic, which was, I think was like either the next year or two years after, I feel like his, his uh, writing quality and like the, like the song potency fell off. And I think he's also tried to emulate what's been going on today in hip-hop with his music, and that's just not his style. He really, Some artists should evolve with the culture and evolve with the artists that are popular now. Eminem has. stick with what they know, and he's one of those stick with what you know because it was so fucking good. Yeah. Continue. David, you hear this? They're trashing your list. You know where Kevin lives. Moving on. We have <laughs> number two would be Notorious B.I.G. Biggie! Yeah. I mean, obviously, David's older than Bo, all of us, I believe. So he probably grew up listening to a little bit more Biggie than the rest of us. Put him quite high on the list for as far as lyrics. 
And number one, obviously, number one on quite a few people's lists would be Tupac. Yep. And he's already touched on this. Started off with poetry, lyrics are a thing. So, there you go. Top ten. Damn, she just dropped the mic. You can hear her phone drop. She is on call, if those of you that didn't know. But she that's you dropping your weight. Anyway. Um, so, no, yeah, he, he's... I keep Evan social distance. I keep him one McDouble away from me at all times. So, we're going to go uh, right into it with some at-me-ho stuff. Uh, Corinne, feel free to input where you see necessary, but we're going to go right into it. The first thing I want to say is actually an NFL stuff. hey So, uh, Chase Claypool, I need you to do me a huge favor, buddy. I need you to shut the fuck up. Relax. R-E-L-A-X. Aaron Rodgers' voice. Relax. I mean, the dude has said shit then rescinded it, then said some more shit, then said, nah, that's not what I meant. That was an old interview, even though the game was literally two weeks ago. How is it old? Not a week. It wasn't two weeks ago. It was last week. No, it was. Oh, yeah, it it was was last week. How is it old? He's just fucking, like, dude, all right, first off, you can't even be mad that they're making fun of Juju. The dude made himself a clown by doing the little TikTok dances that my four-year-old niece could probably do. I don't even have a four-year-old niece, but if I did, she would do it. Should be know how to dance like that too, Juju. What's up? I'm a dude. This guy's a dude playing another dude. That's what you sound like right now. And then you, I mean, just come on, dude. You lost to the you lost to the Browns, and then you're gonna be like, oh, they're gonna get their cheeks clapped. The only cheeks getting clapped is gonna be Juju every time he tries to step on another logo. Oh my. So anyway, moving on, we have some good news. America's ass is back, baby. That's actually what I texted him when he told me about this. Chris, he actually texted me a picture of the buns. No, no caption, just the buns. <laughs> I was so fucking confused. And I was like, oh, oh, cakes. America's ass. Cakery Bakery has returned to town. Okay. Yeah, but Chris Evans has signed on to play a couple more Captain America uh, projects. Hell I'm yeah. I'm actually excited for this. That's someone they could realistically bring back. They didn't try to resurrect Tony Stark. Thank God. And honestly, he's young. He's actually still one of the younger artists in the entire MCU. He deserves to be able to play a few more. I like him in some of the other projects, Knives Out, stuff like that. And now it's time for him to do what he knows best, save America. Oh man, what a time to do that. What do you think about this? I know your mom has some opinions, Corinne. Oh, strong opinions, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure she's got more fineness on the screen, more muscles on the screen. I'm sure she's not opposed to that at all. Her mom made a list of the MCU. Hi, Miss Woodson. But uh, she uh, she definitely Miss hey, Parker. At us, she definitely she definitely put some movies up because she was like, "Ooh, his fine ass gonna be back in there." Yeah. So, Kevin, ready. talk to me about unpaid bills. Um, it's not unpaid bills if you don't technically sign up for alimony. Anyway, uh, do you really sign up for alimony, or does it get assigned to you? It is assigned to you, like an very, orphan baby, very aggressively by a lawyer. Yeah, um, I'm I'm sorry, Mr. Uh, Bo Winkle. Anyway, so Disneyland said, "Fuck y'all, run me my money." No, they didn't, but they actually canceled all of their annual passes and they suspended that program entirely. So, for all of you that go to Disneyland enough to deserve an annual pass, get help. And especially if you don't have kids, please get help. Help me. Help me. Nigga. 
I mean, I'd love to go like once, but like if you're going enough times to that, I mean, it's the magical place on earth, sure. But you're a grown man. You are 45. Stop going around the children. So anyway, Disneyland canceled all of that. They said that they would give refunds as they see fit, but they are essentially canceling that program entirely. And they are looking at other means of memberships. That could mean a couple of things. They haven't really given a lot of details. A lot of articles even stop short of it because they say we have not gotten, you know, confirmation on what those programs could be. But essentially, Disneyland is uh, is making some changes because of COVID, because they have not been able to open their doors for nine months. Think about how much money nine months of Disney World uh, or Disneyland uh, people coming in, all of the memberships, all of the swag that they're selling, all of the food that they're selling. They're losing billions of dollars, minimal. Like, it's ridiculous. And their movies aren't being able to come out this year. Or last year, we had no MCU movies. We didn't have any Star Wars movies. They're they're struggling right now. And if Disneyland can get hurt, you know, God help all those other smaller companies as well. But someone's going to come to save us. Tell us about that, Evan. Just just want to come save us. We've run out of things to talk about. Run me my stimmy. Why I got to run you my stimmy? You were going to talk about... Oh, 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 I am such a degenerate. This is what happens when you, you don't ooze off, you ease off the booze before you go on air. I'm sorry, kids and kids. Just kidding. Uh, no, but uh, so uh, a one man, or should I say, let's do this properly. In a world where people are owed $1,400. And 600 just won't cut it. He is white. And he will try to take your black card, but now he's the president and he's giving it back. And he might not remember his name, but he thinks he's pretty sure that you need some more money. He is Joe Biden. And like when you tell your all, your uh, aunt with Alzheimer's that you want more money after coming back around to the house after getting money from her, he might give it to us again. That's a little on the fucked up side, sir. So sorry. But yes, uh, Joe Biden said 600 plus 1400 equals 2K. 2K, baby. So. Must be nice president that can do math this time around. Yeah. Now he's a real blue face baby. Who? Joe Biden. Because, you know, hundreds are blue faces. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm actually special. But um, hey, I yes. forgot my fucking segment for a second. So it could be worse. It's all good. <laughs> but um, we're both we're both we're like if you put two special kids in the same room and you didn't give them a teacher in the room. This is what happens. Uh, what happens is you're sitting in the back of the class and then the substitute comes in late and like they're living the dream. They're already crying because their new boyfriend broke up with them. And then we're just in the back and they're trying to just like control the class. And I just yell out, Fudge! Fudge! And I'm just like banging on my chest and he He's just like eating an eraser tip and it's just so confusing, but wildly entertaining for no reason whatsoever. But yes, so money might be coming your way, ladies and gentlemen. If you were not eligible, I deeply apologize to you. You're probably in college and you'd only use that to get yourself Natty Light, 30 packs and Rumplemans. So uh, it's probably for the best. Shit could get menacing, frightening, find help. Sometimes I scare myself. You know what really scares me? Not having enough money to run our show. So as you guys know, we run uh, Running With Scissors every week on Fridays, and we do this out of our pockets and when we work. One way we get away from that is by having donations from you guys, the fans, at home. We appreciate all you guys can do, even if it's not much. Um, one way you can support us is by logging on to the following website and for giving us uh, you know, donations. It's going to be uh, www. 
followed by a dot, uh, followed by patreon.com slash R-U-N-N-I-N-W-I-T-S-C-I-S-S-O-R-S. That's www.patreon.com slash running with scissors. When you get on that site, it, what you're subscribing to isn't just giving us money. You're getting um, access to content such as bonus content, videos, pictures, our black and white album challenge, which is coming up this season. Um, you're going to get to see some of our new merch because we're dropping even more merch into shirts now. We're going to have hats. We're going to have uh, wristy bands because who doesn't love a good wristband? You know, all the greatest things. And most importantly, when you guys subscribe to Patreon, you get to see all the blackmail footage that I keep of Kevin when I sleep over at his house. And you're also going to see Evan's secret OnlyFans link that he doesn't tell anybody about. I don't have a secret OnlyFans link. My shit is public. Look at my link tree, nigga. All right, you guys. So it, we're doing a story time. But this time, it's not me speaking, and it's not your favorite colonizer speaking. It's going to be our guest star, Corinne. Let's give it up for Corinne. <laughs> Hello. Hello, everyone. Hope y'all doing all right on this fine day, morning, wherever you are in this world. Um, I know some of you are probably like, well, who the heck is Corinne? Well, I'm one of the colonizer's friends. And um, quick thing about me, I'm into vet med. I'm a veterinary student, third year. So animals are kind of my thing. And, you know, kind of was like, yo, you want to tell some stories? I'm like, yo, I have some wild stories from being in veterinary medicine. Um, I was gonna throw all the blame on you pet owners out there, but Kevin was like, nah, you know, you, you gotta put some blame on the animals too. So I've got some stories coming for you pet owners, AKA clients, and coming for your crazy animals. Love y'all, but wow. So, first story today is about nipples. Nipples? Now, Drake? Nipples, yes. Nipples. You may have seen the viral TikTok video where a vet tech um, is talking about a client who came out with a dog saying there were bugs all over. You may or may not have seen it. It was quite funny. But this actually does happen. I have had it happen to me where clients come in, aka you wonderful pet owners out there. Hello. Um, come in and they'll say my dog has either a growth or a mass or a tumor or they're covered in bugs. And you'll look at the dog, and the dog's like, perfect. And you're like, so these bugs or this tumor, do you want to you wanna point it out? And they'll point to a nipple and, like, pull on it. And it's like, whoa, 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 those are nipples. And, yes, I have had clients say, that's funny. He's a boy. That doesn't make sense. Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> to like all the, of you out there. Like the video. <laughs> Ma'am, yeah. has your your husband has nipples? <laughs> he don't got no nipples. Yes, he does. <laughs> Long titty, no nipple, having ass, bitch. Not only do they have nipples, but they have more than two. So yeah, they have a lot. Pet owners out there, please don't pull on your pet's nipples. Because then it'll be in the BDSM. That's not right. Moving on. We're going to move on to, I'm sorry, we're going to come for animals now. Now that I've come for the clients, we're coming for the animals. Uh, this animal in particular, <clears throat> horses. Uh, sorry, you horse lovers out there, you're equine people. But um, what the heck, how does this animal exist? So learning horse anatomy was honestly the wildest thing ever. Because 
they're literally built to die at any given point. And I never understood that. So they basically are mostly gut, basically. And their gut at any point can just decide, I'm done. And tours flip on itself, get stuck on something, and then they die. Or they get this thing, you feed them too much grain, or they're too stressed. They like to get this thing called laminitis. And for you horse people that don't know what that is, just imagine wearing a high heel, six sizes too small. That's laminitis, quite painful. And then they die from that. They just really like to die. Yeah. They really like to die. That's kind of their thing. I don't quite understand it. And also, how many hundreds of pounds are you? And you got the nerve to be scared of me? Like, the horse is, like, one of the only things that will look at you and be like, bet, I'm going to kill all of you in this room and then kill myself. Uh, yeah, quite dangerous. Uh, but, you know, you can give an apple to, I guess. Nothing says cute and adorable like suicide pack. When you told me it was going to kill everything in this room, I was like, is there a horse out there that wears a book bag and tells people to stay home? Mm-hmm. Y'all shouldn't have come to class today. We snow, everybody going down. Also, fun fact about horses, now that I'm done trashing them, uh, because veterinarians are freaking awesome and we learn more than one species, <clears throat> we learn more than just one thing, uh, we typically say, we look at, a model, and then we say, okay, here's the model, usually the dog, and this is what this animal doesn't have, basically a comparison. With horses, it, they call it comparative anatomy. So basically they have all the same bones, right? But it's just like bigger, longer, or some are missing. So in the horse, their front feet is the equivalent of our middle fingers. Bigger, stronger, obviously, but it's the equivalent of them standing on their middle fingers. And that's always boggled my mind. So the next time you see a horse running, he's probably flipping you off. All right. So the next one, I'm coming for your clients again. You pet owners out there. Ha, you're wonderful. Corinne just yes. came on and she's like, I got cases on all y'all. You bitches. Emphasis oh, on the bitches. Oh, none of you, none of you, none of you are safe. Um, and I could do this all day, but we don't have the time. But I'm coming for the clients one more time. Yes, Fluffy. When you bring Fluffy in, we as veterinarians cannot smell him and tell what's wrong with him. Meaning, you got to do, you know, diagnostics. You got to run tests. You got to do the blood. You got to take the pictures. You got to do things. But y'all come in here talking about, can't you just give me some pills? That's not how that works. Here's a uh, here's a Flintstones gummy. He should be good in two days. I wonder if it's like Robitussin for pets. Just gonna skim some tussin. He's fine. Wave my stethoscope over Fluffy, and yes, this is the drug you need. Not how it works. Trust your veterinarians. They're not crooks. They are just trying to do what they're trained to do to figure out what's wrong. Thank you. Thank you very much. And if Fluffy is a demon cat, um, please medicate him. Please tell us about Kitty Minutes. Oh my God! Please tell us about it. Fun fact, did you know there's Ritalin for animals, as I learned on vacation to Delaware? Yes. They have Ritalin for dogs and animals for when they go on travel and they're a little bit too boisterous. They do. Boom. We have anti-anxiety medications that we give to dogs and to cats who are way too stressed on appointments. We tell clients to please give these medications for the pet's health and safety and for our safety because your animal likes to rip our arms off. Um, so please listen to that. But yes, I can talk about kitty magic. Um that is not something we send our clients home with because kitty magic consists of three drugs, dexmedetomidine, ketamine, and butorphanol. If your veterinarian sends you home with these controlled substances, 
that's not good. We typically use that in the hospital when, you know, they just need to go, go, go to sleep so no one loses a finger. Thank you. The fact that uh, you have to give that to a cat, and all three of those drug, drugs, by the way, for those that don't know, uh, would make you very, put you in a very happy place, which is why they don't give them to you. But uh, the fact that their cats need that to even be able to get checked up on half the time just tells you why cat people are the devil and uh, dog people win. Now, speaking of people that should get checked upon regularly, I want to take a second out of our show to talk about Link Generations, one of the people that we uh, interviewed recently on Village Talks. So Link Generations, if you guys didn't know, is a nonprofit focused on providing a peer-to-peer connection between the elderly and the young, where we both teach them things, either each other's group, like uh, life skills and just partnership that helps bridge the gap between the generations. It can be like young people teaching them about social media. It could be old people teaching us about how the world works and like, you know, money. It's whatever they want to talk about. I want to say we enjoyed our interview and I enjoyed learning about it. And I enjoyed talking about Jonah Lucas. That was, that was cool when we talked about it on the show. Um, if you guys want to have a chance to, um, you know, support a good cause, their website to go support them is going to be www.link generations.org yeah they're kind of awesome and i think kevin has a shout out he wants to give too right yes uh just real quick we're going to also go into another interview we did and mind you we are a little behind on posting those interviews up on the site but that's because a lot has been going on on that end with getting the videos that we had pictures videos and we also had interviews that were taking place at the same time all that's coming to you very shortly, but I just wanted to also shout out uh, the Civic Circle. Uh, this one's a little different. Instead of me doing the actual spiel directly, I'm going to let the one and only founder, Miss Eliza, talk about it herself. So here we go. The Civic Circle teaches young students civic skills that we call Seven Steps to Democracy using music and songwriting. We boil each skill down to one word that students as young as elementary school can understand. Civil conversation, for example, is listen. News literacy is learn. Voting is choose. Volunteering is join, and so on. We offer democracy concerts that feature our original civic children's songs, after-school workshops where kids get to write their own democracy songs, and we also make educational videos that can be used by teachers and parents anywhere. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and you can visit our website to make a contribution or sign up for our newsletter at www.theciviccircle.org. Enough about the uh, you know interviews that we've done in the past. Just wanted to once again shout out Corinne, who did the interview with us real quick, told us a little bit of stories about some of you owners and some of you animals that can go to fucking hell. Hey, thanks for having me, y'all. And so, I'm pretty sure we're going to have her back again. So this absolutely. Is not, there will be more stories. So trust and believe, this is not the last you've heard of the ketamine, dopamine, not other drugs. I'd be forgetting things. Yeah, she's like Hermione from Harry Potter. I asked her to get like five questions to, or five stories together, and she has a list of 37. She went guardian to your loviosa, and you exactly. were so confused. I was like, what the hell? But uh, no, outstanding guest feature from the one and only Rinny Ma. Hey. Young Rinny, a.k.a. the legend, a.k.a. future doctor up in here. Boom, but One she day. can't help you because she a vet. So she going to let you die. Boom. But anyway, shout out to you. Uh, and thank you guys for once again tuning in to Running With Scissors. The one, the only, the greatest. Tell your friends. Please do tell them, actually. We, we, we would love to have more people listen to the show. Uh, so we are going to end this off, as we always do, with a couple of random thoughts. I'm actually... Uh, Slinging this one over to Corinne because she was not prepared for this. What is a random thought you have that you would like to share with the group? 
the rain of thought I'm having right now is because I'm I'm in Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. Which is where y'all are, right? And there's snow on the ground and it won't melt. But it's been here for like a week. It won't go away. Do y'all have snow on the ground where you are? Why am I south and have more snow? That doesn't make sense. We actually do not. It is uh, 57 outside right now. 57 uh, yeah, and sunny. Mm. Hmm. Someone explain to me how I'm further south but have more snow and more winter. So the thing about Jesus is if you've been reading your Bible, when the Lord says it is, it shall be. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. That's what all of the Virginia people sound like pretty much anyway. Uh, and then the West Virginia people sound like two cousins having sweet, sweet love. It sounds so, like macaroni noises. Oh, God. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sorry you were dealing with snow. It would be nice to have snow, but Maryland apparently is the epicenter of global warming because we don't get any snow. Um my random thought for the day will be, uh, why don't more rappers endorse this champagne that we have? It's actually pretty damn good. That's all I had to say. Uh, what is it called? What is, what is so important that you have to bring it? What is it? Haton. Random thoughts. Do I have any random thoughts? Hmm. I can't say that I have anything random today. I think I'm pretty uh, tapped out of the randomness today. Pretty on point. Ah, all I do want to add is a not so random thought, but also a little bit of a seriousness, seriousness, seriousness. Exactly. So, in all seriousness, I if you guys are in the DC area as we are currently, Wednesday, just let's let's be safe, everybody. Let's be safe and let's have a a safe day. And hopefully, nothing happens that day. And I'm off for no reason. Amen. Don't be dumb. You don't need to go outside. You don't need to protest. You don't need to be a part of any kind of movement. There's COVID and there's stupidity and there's lots of badness. Just stay at your home, live stream, hop on a couple OnlyFans, hit some gross DMs that aren't going to respond to you back. Live the dream and be safe. Tell Rihanna that you love her as I do every day. That's a poster in your room, Kevin. Oh. My hands on myself Keep out dust and mold